Hi folks, Mark Bowser here. Do you realize that the UPS store on Oleo Road in Fishers, Indiana can print anything for you? No matter where you're located in the country? Whether we're talking about a business report or banners, blueprints, restaurant menus, invitation cards, yard signs, or even a custom-designed photo blanket, the UPS store in Fishers, Indiana can do it for you. Now, how do I know that? Because I co-own that store. We can do it for you, and we can ship it to you no matter where you are located in the country. So, give us a call today at 317-578-0094. That's 317-578-0094. Or email us at store5100 at the upsstore.com. Store5100 at the upsstore.com. Now, Back to let me tell you a story. We're continuing our study of Nehemiah on leadership. And today we're going to be talking about the rebuilding. In Nehemiah chapter 3, the action really starts to heat up. The rebuilding of the walls and gates took on a flourish of activity. There are a number of key factors that I believe are important for us to take notice of if we are going to become the leaders God has called us to be. One, even the high priest worked. Elishib, the high priest, and his fellow priests went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. That's from Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 1. You see, nobody is too important to be exempt from working. A number of years ago, I worked on the production staff of Peter Lowe International. Peter Lowe is the organization that, that produced what was known as the success seminars. Now, this is back in the mid-90s. Now, I remember one particular seminar where, I think we were in Denver, it was a very busy day. We had a great crowd who was hungry to learn and apply the success principles that were being taught. Now, one of my responsibilities was to run one of the product tables that was positioned around the arena. Now, at these product locations, we sold audio and video programs to help supplement what the participants were learning during the seminar. Now, on that particular day, I had a challenge. I had too many customers. That's a good challenge to have, but nonetheless, still a challenge. At one point, the number two guy at Peter Lowe at that time came up to me and he said, Mark, how can I help? I said, I need people. What I meant was that I needed some people transferred from one of the other product locations to my location to help relieve my customer line. I will never forget what he did. He jumped behind the table and started serving customers himself. You see, no job is beneath a leader when someone needs to be served. Two, they work together with each person having their own assignment. The building of the walls and gates were an example of teamwork at its best. The larger team of workers was broken into, a, into smaller teams that each had their own assignment. They worked side by side and, to, and together, which which made a, a chain of success that repaired the breach in the city's defenses. Another story that comes to mind that is also a great example of a leader inspiring a team to work together is the story of King Hezekiah. The setting is the same, Jerusalem. The results are the same. The results are the city is saved. So what is Hezekiah's story? In 721 BC, King Hezekiah of Judah had to find a way for his team to accomplish the impossible or his nation would perish. In that fateful year, King Sennacherib and his mighty Assyrian army began an assault against Israel. Sennacherib's strategy was to 
cut off Hezekiah's escape routes by conquering the coast in Galilee, which would virtually paralyze the great city of Jerusalem, which was the home of King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah believed that there was a way to defend his kingdom. He believed there must be. So he believed it, and he looked for it. We must do the same in our lives. I don't know what you are facing today. It may be a business challenge in a very tough economy. It may be a personal crisis that threatens to tear you down. Whatever it is, my friend, there is an answer. In some cases, there may be multiple answers. The key is to believe it is possible and to look for that answer. That is exactly what King Hezekiah and Nehemiah did in their situations. So, back to our story. King Hezekiah gathered together his nation's leaders to discuss the Assyrian threat. Jerusalem and the nation were in danger, and they needed to form a defensive strategy. This is another great leadership lesson. When faced with a crisis, bring your inner circle together. Every leader needs an inner circle. A group of leaders and friends whom whom you trust and can rely on their insight and wisdom. King Hezekiah and his inner circle formed their strategy. The first action they took was to fortify the city walls and to build up their stockpile of weapons. However, they knew their most vulnerable spot was in their water supply. If the enemy could cut off their water supply, Jerusalem would fall in quick order. And with it, the nation. Jerusalem's only source of water came from a spring at the bottom of a hill, and here is the clencher outside the protected walls of the city. You see, unlike Nehemiah's time, the city's walls were intact. So the question was, how could they keep this pressure water safe? How could they get to this life-saving substance once the attack began? It was decided that they would have to dig a tunnel from inside the city walls through solid rock to the spring. But would there be time? The Syrian army was advancing quickly. There was no way they would finish on time. Or was there? Hezekiah quickly formed two work crews. Sound familiar? Nehemiah formed work crews who worked side by side. Hezekiah formed work crews that worked on opposite ends. One would begin digging from inside the city walls. The other crew would start outside the walls down at the spring itself. How could they snake their way through 1,700 feet of solid rock to meet in the middle? They had no modern technology to lean on. So it seemed impossible. Well, one morning... As the Assyrians were closing in on the city, one of the work crews heard something. Could it be? Was it? It was. The two work crews met in the middle only one foot apart. Impossible, you say? No, not impossible. With their protected water supply, King Hezekiah and the nation of Judah were able to withstand the enemy attack and send them running back from where they came. Our third leadership lesson is their assignments were usually close to their own homes. So let's take a look at the scripture. In chapter 3, it says this, Next to him, Jediah, son of Harumpha, made repairs opposite his own house. Next to him, Benjamin and Hashub made repairs in front of their own house. Next to them, Azariah, son of Masaiah, the son of Aniah, made repairs beside his own house. The priest made repairs above the horse gate, each working in front of his own house. Next to them, Zadok, son of Emur, made repairs across from his house. 
Next to them, Meshulam, son of Berechiah, made repairs across from where he lived. Now, why is this significant? Why is it important that they repaired the sections near their own homes? Well, for one thing, it made it easier logistically. When you got up in the morning, you didn't have to go very far to get to work. It is similar to working from home today. As I record this podcast episode, I am doing so from my home office. It makes my commute time very short and very convenient. Working on the section of wall or gate near their own houses was the Israelite equivalent to a home office. The second reason I believe Nehemiah had them do this is of much greater significance. When you're working on the area right outside your own home, and it is devastated and vulnerable to attack, you're going to take more ownership. You will work harder, striving for the utmost quality of workmanship. The result? More passion, greater speed, higher quality. Four, no matter how good the leader is, you will lose a few people. Now, that was, that's a hard one to swallow. This even happened to Jesus Christ, and he is the greatest leader of all time. He had 12 disciples, but he lost one, Judas. So it isn't really surprising when we can't get everyone on board. Nehemiah had the same challenge. The Bible says, next to them, the Tekoites made repairs, but their nobles did not put their shoulders to the work of their Lord. That's from Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 5. They either saw themselves as too worthy to do manual work, or they simply didn't buy into the project. But the truth is that we don't have to have everyone on board in order to be successful. We have to have enough people in the boat and make sure those who aren't don't rock it. And five. Women worked on the wall too. For a woman or girl to help repair a wall seems a little surprising to me. Ladies, before you yell at me, please please hear me out. I am not a male chauvinist. I am just thinking about the culture during Bible times. How often would women help repair the structure of a house, a wall, or a gate? Probably not too often. But what happened in Jerusalem during Nehemiah's leadership was different. The scripture says, Next to them, Shalom, son of Hanahesh, the ruler of half the district of Jerusalem, and his daughters made repairs. That's in Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 12. Nehemiah was able to infuse such an urgency and a sense of community for this project that fathers, mothers, sons, and daughters came out to make it happen. We have to do the exact same thing. That is how a leader rebuilds. This is Mark Bowser. Thanks for listening. Are you looking for a speaker for your next organizational event? Look no further than the host of this podcast, Mark Bowser. He's presented seminars to Southwest Airlines, Princeton University, the United States Marine Corps, Dell, and many more. Learn more about Mark speaking and other work on markbowser.com.